our good brothers and sisters in persecuted nations, they don't have words on screen. But how many of you believe that their, their, their worship means so much to God and to heaven? And that's what we want our worship to do this morning. So we're going to do just a few simple things that, that everybody knows. So don't, don't worry about that. Just give God your heart. Let's stand to our feet. And since our theme this morning... As we continue to go forward this morning, you'll see once and once and once again that it's grace, brothers. It's all about without grace. You don't know my movie in its entirety, but if you did, you know this guy doesn't even have a right to be here. But it's God and his love and his mercy and his kindness. And here's one I know that we all we all can sing by memory. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I was, was lost, 
Just say praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You don't need the keyboard. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, brothers. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That's what we're going to do forever. Praise God, I'm praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Let's give God the praise he deserves this morning. Let's give him glory. Hallelujah. You can be, you can be seated now, brothers, but turn to your brother and say, God has been good to you this morning. Amen. And I want to say in advance, thank you to uh, Brother Matt, to the leadership team, to both Matts. Um, I call them the power team. Yes, sir. It's good to see the men of God. This is what we need. This is what we need. And thank God for the leadership here at NCS who has a heart to bring men's hearts closer to the Lord. And uh, in the last days, uh, how many of you know that God is going to be restoring us men to the rightful place that God has designed for us to be? And that's his will. That's his purpose. And, um, and God is going to have the last say and the last word in our world and in our culture. But first, he has to have the last say in us. Can you say amen, brothers? So we all have a story. Everybody say, I have a story. And that story is one of amazing grace. And this story today um, is only superficially going to be about Ron. It's not really about Ron. It's about him and his amazing grace. But it illustrates some important questions that I have to lay out for you, brothers, uh, as we go forward. And um, here are the important questions that I want every man here to ponder. Can God bring light into our darkness? Can God bring light into our darkness? Can he redeem and repair the damage of a hopeless situation? Can he restore what the locusts have eaten away in our lives? And sometimes seemingly permanently, can God still restore? These are the questions that I want you to bear in mind for your own life as we go on. Can he bring hope where there is no hope? If you know that he can, say amen, brothers. Amen. And here's how I know that he can. So I'm living proof. The fact that you're looking at me here today is living proof that God can do all those things. And what he's done for me, he wants to do for us all. 
Uh, so what you will really hear is his story, a story of redemption and repurposing. It's a word I like to use. So even throughout, sprinkled throughout um, our presentation today, we'll be doing a little singing. That's what Brother Matt asked me to do. And so uh, we, we want to put your voices to good use this morning. And why don't we stand once again? There you go. And we're going to do little, really little segments of songs, but that they illustrate what's being said. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation. Come on, you know it. Born of his spirit. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. We all have one, brothers. Praising my Savior all the day This, come on, brothers. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long, praising my Savior all the know he needs an all-day praise give him some praise right now my brothers amen we can go to the next slide there brother Matt. you can be seated so we'll be up down up down there you go so let's get into some of the details this is my famous dad Ray Barreto and in the 70s and 80s he had uh, a very well well-known uh, career as a major salsa artist um, he always loved jazz, though. He, uh, very soon in his life, and his career, he migrated over to, uh, actually, he's one of the pioneers of combining the genre of Latin and jazz. He's known as a pioneer of that. Um, and the fact that he worked with these, these, these other artists, uh, believe it or not, from, from the Bee Gees to Dizzy Gillespie, he worked with uh, artists outside of his genre, which shows the breadth of his, uh, who he was as a person, but it shows the breadth of uh, his musical understanding that other artists um, you know, wanted him to be part of their projects. And the kind of carryover to me, part of his legacy, I'm part of Legacy Minded Men and we talk about legacy all the time. Part of his legacy to me it, that has filtered down through the years is just by God's working, I've had the great privilege of leading worship in black churches, white churches, Hispanic churches, um, in all streams in the body of Christ. So that uh, kind of all-inclusiveness that, that he had on the musical level kind of filtered into me in terms of worship. But I wanted to, uh, out of all his album covers, I picked this particular album cover. It's my favorite. Uh, how many of you, now a little test here. I want to see how many old guys there are in the room. How many remember the original Superman, like I do? All right, a round of applause for our old guys. And, and uh, so, <laughs> that was a joke. But um, yeah. But the Superman uh, has a reference to something that happened in his, in his career. So they were going great guns, and all of a sudden there was like a disruption in the band, and, and some of the members uh, defected. 
The word in the industry at that time was that Barreto is done. He's over, he's through, he's finished, because the guys that he, he had working with him were very top level guys. Um, but my dad being who he was, uh, he persevered. And he put a whole new band together with uh, young talent. And, uh, and this was his comeback album. And as you can see, the title of it is Indestructible. That was, that was a big hit of his. That was one of my favorite songs, So Happens, of his. And so what dad taught me uh, in that uh, was the art of the comeback. And I want to let you brothers know, and I want to let everybody know who's watching by Zoom, that if you've had a come down, you can have a comeback. If you believe it, say amen. amen. Uh, now, dad was great outside the home, but dad, like most dads, especially in the, in the minority communities, was not great in the home. And so there was uh, uh, lots of disruptions in our house and uh, ec uh, not economic uncertainty, but emotional uncertainty. And those things uh, uh, bled naturally over into uh, us kids. And, uh, I came to understand later through the years, as many of you have in this room, some of you can say, gee, dad was not there for me. Well, his dad left their home when he was five. So, you know, quite naturally, he didn't know how to be a dad. And so those things bleed through. Um, and so uh, can we go to the next picture there, Brother Matt? So as has already been alluded to, once upon a time, this was me. And disorder, again, and unhappiness in our home environment uh, brought about brokenness uh, in my soul, as you can see, uh, besides eating for comfort and relief from emotional pain, eventually sexual addiction came in. We're talking 40 years ago now. But uh, it was a deadly and destructive sin. And let me just say, you know, uh, perhaps as a word of warning, um, as we go to conferences and we discovered this in our Legacy Men and Men conferences and NCS conferences, you guys know the same thing. Um, there's plenty of men who've got the Bible and pornography on the same phone. And so um, my urging to you today, we're gonna talk a little bit more about this, this as we go on, is to get purged in this area, brothers. Uh, God wants to bring us into a place of purity in this area, it's very important. Because as a deadly destructive sin, like all sin, it came in as a swarm of locusts and it caused catastrophic uh, consequences to my life. It cost me everything, um, cost me uh, a home, a family, and. As you can see on the graphic there, uh, my reputation um, torn in half. And uh, go to the next uh, screen, please, my good brother Matt. This, if you've never seen one, is a locust. And the locusts of sin will come in if you open the back door and they will eat up everything in your life. And so it seemed to me at that point that all hope of ever, I, I was on track uh, as a young man to uh, uh, the gifts were affirmed in me and about me to, you know, move into ministry. And for a brief season, I did, but the locusts came in. And so, um, uh, uh, again, your livelihood, your relationship, don't play with sin because it will eat you up. Um, go to the next screen, please. Those are actual locusts, by the way. And so this was also me. And perhaps you can relate to this picture. This is a very famous picture, by the way, by an African-American artist named Thomas Blackshear and the name of it is forgiven. But uh, battered by sin's effects, but forgiven, and held up by Jesus' loving grace. So you can see the young man has the hammer and the nails in his hand. The same young man, we were all that young man. Uh, the same young man who had the, the hammer and the nails 
uh, is being held up by Christ. And so like Israel of old, God's loving but very firm hand of, 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 of discipline came into my life and, and that brought about correction also with godly counselors who came along uh, you know, to my side. So God knows how to repair the damage when you turn to him, when you repent. So my story is a but God story. And um, we're gonna stay on the slide for a second. Hallelujah. Um, and in 2006, my dad died, which was a turning point. We're gonna talk about that uh, more in a second. But let's go to the next song, please, my brothers. Yes, sir, let's stand back to our feet. And let's sing again about the grace of God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. for me he can do for you are you glad that his grace is like rain let's give him some praise amen, amen. <laughs> you can be seated well in 2006 uh, my dad died it was a big thing it came out in the paper by the way he was a lifetime asthmatic and uh, one of the things that we men are prone to not do is we're not prone to take care of our health perhaps our wives are bugging us you need to get to the doctor how many of you have had that experience you need to get to the doctor but you say, nah, I'm all right. Well, so there you go. Um, so the message is, men, take care of your health. Your family needs you, and uh, we need to do that. But in 2006, when my dad died, Mark Reitzman, who cannot be here this morning, but I just wanna look into the camera and say, Mark, I know you're watching, thank you very much. He changed my life when he introduced me and he brought me here to be part of the great praise band here at NCS. And um, what I didn't know was, God was using Mark to change my whole life by introducing me to men's ministry. Brothers, you're here because you know you need to be here. Am I right? We, we need this. Um, and that's why God has raised up NCS, Legacy Minded Men, and, and many other great groups. So um, um, it, it was just a joy to be here and being here for 6 a.m. rehearsals and, and uh, just many great speakers came through here. Ron Hutchcraft, I believe he was here for the, uh, yeah, Brian, you're the historian. He was here for the opening one, right? So I remember praying, uh, or playing rather, and uh, with Ron Hutchcraft, many other great, great speakers. But one great speaker who was here stands out in my mind. Go to the next screen, please. Yes, sir, there's the footsteps. Joe Pellegrino, he does, he, he's watching. He didn't know I was gonna put him in here, but I was here one day, well actually not here, um, early on in the history, and Joe brought a message called Facing Your Giants. That's, that's uh, David and Goliath there. 
Facing Your Giants was an amazing story of, um, of uh, an economic hit, a big hit that he took uh, in his personal life, in his business life, unexpectedly. Uh, it was major, but um, his comeback story in inspired me so much. And I walked up to Joe. Joe at that time was a chapter leader uh, for a different chapter of NCS. And, uh, and Joe says, lovingly, um, he says, I gave him the rattiest business card he'd ever seen in his life. Uh, you know, but I offered my musical services, and uh, that started our journey together, and eventually uh, you guys uh, know that he, he founded Legacy Minded Men. But the important thing that I want to leave with you guys today is that I learned from Joe the importance of what I needed in my own life, is giving men a break. That when they've messed up, men need a break, and they need grace for failures, and that's something that I, I learned from Joe. Another thing I learned is visionary leadership. Joe has an extraordinary ability to see the big picture, and all great leaders have these characteristics. Um, but Joe says this all the time, um, all the time, all the time, and I, it's borne out, I've seen it again and again. The greatest problem that America faces is not drug dealing, it's not corrupt politicians, it's not even human trafficking, and it's not even racism, as horrific as all those things are. The greatest problem that America faces is men who have abdicated our roles as husbands and fathers. That's the greatest problem. And that once you, once you fix that problem, all the other problems in turn can be fixed. And uh, I'll give you another quote that represents the wisdom that God, and really it's about God, but uh, this is the wisdom that God has given Joe. Legacy is not what you leave for someone. It's what you leave in someone. So we are all leaving a legacy for good or bad, whether we know it or whether we don't. I need to say that again. In fact, I want you to, this is so important that I want you brothers to repeat this after me. Legacy is not what you leave for someone. It's what you leave in someone. So Joe, I just wanna say thank you um, for showing me uh, amazing grace through you. Also another shout out uh, to another Gentlemen that some of you know, Dr. Jim Henry, who helped me through um, my previous wife, uh, had a very long and serious chronic illness, and uh, he specializes in, in helping guys walk through those, uh, those kind of things. Jim Henry's a great guy. So a shout out to Jim, too, um, who, who uh, you know, was a big help. Uh, that's his area of expertise. A very long, tough journey um, before she ultimately passed. But uh, in my walk with Legacy Minded Men, I, the thing I loved most was helping guys walking through um, their challenges, their difficulties, including overcoming addictive behaviors. Uh, we had a program for a while called Sanctified Recovery, and uh, we, we featured guys who had great testimonies of overcoming because testimonies is what encouraged our faith. And so uh, one of the things that I also loved to do back in the day was uh, leading worship at our conferences is one particular song, which is actually a, sec a secular song, um, but uh, I used to love singing that. I don't have a picture of his on the screen, but some of you remember he spoke here a few months ago, uh, former NFL guy, Lee Roussan, who I lovingly call Big Lee, and uh, he, he's a buddy of mine, and uh, uh, I found out one day that Lee could sing. Uh, go to the next screen there, please, Brother Matt. So why don't we stand up again, and this will bring me back a good memory. From back in the day, um, we used to love to, actually, we used to love to close our conferences with this well-known secular song. Lean on me, 
When you're not strong, I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on, yeah, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean. One more time, lean on me, yeah. When you're not strong, and I'll be your friend, I'll help you carry on, yeah, for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. You just call on me, brother, when you need a why. We all need somebody to lean on. You just might have a problem that you'll understand. We all need somebody to lean. Lean on me when you're not strong. And I'll be your friend. I'll help you. It won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Let's give God some praise, brothers. Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. So, moving right along, in the interest of time, a great reset is what God sent into my life. And part of the reason why I'm, I'm here in front of you today. So in general, as I said, I love walking with men through crises and difficulties. And again, after the passing of my previous wife, due to illness, God gave me a great reset. And I'm going to give you evidence of that great reset that he sent into my life uh, after a while, just walking as a single guy, just seeking God, just doing his will. God surprised me, and he brought me a great lady. He brought me an amazing lady. And here she is. Nice round of applause for my queen. By the way, she's, she's watching at home. Surprise, I got you. That's right. So, <laughs> um, a little bit of a backstory. Uh, Diane, uh, the former Diane Sardinopoli, who is a licensed professional counselor, by the way. By the way, it's hard being married to a therapist. It's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So, anyway, she was appointed by Joe to be the first leader of legacy-minded women, and it so happens, as God apportioned it um, or ordained it, our offices were in the same building. She has a counseling office upstairs, which actually she's moved now. Um, mine was downstairs in the church that I play at uh, in Hawthorne. Anyway, so every once in a while I'd tap on her door, and I'd say, so how's legacy-minded women going? And you know, she would give me a little report. I would say, very good. And I'd go about my business. You know, we were just friends. Um, and uh, every once in a while, we'd meet downstairs in, in, in the basement uh, where the kitchen is. I'd be warming up my coffee, and she'd be heating up her lunch. She doesn't believe in microwaves, so she always had this little pan with her uh, every day for her lunch, and, uh, which made me chuckle. But so uh, while I'm heating up my coffee, she would say, Ron, you know, I know you're a man of prayer. You know, please pray for me. I need God to send me a husband. I've been waiting on him for all these years. And I would say to her, yes, my dear, you know, I'll, I'll pray for you, you know. And, uh, and I'd go back to my office. That was the end of that. 
so God was up there laughing at the both of us, you know, at this time, I'm sure. Uh, but I knew her as a missionary. She had, she's been to four foreign nations uh, bringing the gospel. As a great intercessor, loves to pray, and, and as a counselor, as I said. But um, after being single for a season of time, one day God tapped me on the shoulder, and he said, Son, I want to show you something more. It would have been inappropriate for him to show me yet before that point. And when, the way I like to say it is when God popped my eye open, I said, Whoa! And uh, so... Um, as the progression of time went, um, you know, we, we got together and we said, we've got to pray about God's will. Go to the next screen, please, Brother Matt. And our wedding day was 10-22-22. And uh, I picked the date because of the scripture, Proverbs 10-22. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Okay, let's give God a round of applause for how he works in our lives. And uh, we had many great friends, by the way, this is not in my script, uh, to come around us uh, to give us tons of, of support, prayer, uh, being there, fellowship with us. And uh, one of uh, the most key brothers in that whole process is right here in this room. I want to honor you, Brother Frank. Raise your hand. Yeah. And Frank and his wife walked with Diane as a single person for years. And many a time she'd be at their dining room table boo-hooing about, you know, Lord, I, I want a man and or a husband. And, uh, and they were there to, to comfort her and that kind of a thing. So, uh, and then I got grafted into the circle. And they're great, great, loving Christian people who go to Bethany, by the way. And um, Brother Mike has been also uh, a wonderful help in my life. And there's others in the room that I can mention. But it's all about God's amazing grace. Amen? And so last April, um, I spoke at the Hawthorne Gospel Men's Group, and I opened up my coaching business, Legacy Coaching. And our motto, and this is really kind of what we're talking about today, our motto is helping men make the rest of their life the best of their life. How many of you know that that's what God wants for all of us? It doesn't matter what we've done, good or bad, up to this point. That's what, that's what God wants for each of us. And so to wrap up uh, lessons learned, let's go to the next screen there. So there are our enemies, the locusts. And I'm just going to bring you back to this, this kind of concept. Um, have there been locusts that have come into your life? And that's what they do. They eat every, they eat, ate, this tree was formerly a nice big tree. And they've eaten it down. Um, and so the locusts are is sin. Opening the door to sin has devastating consequences. As you can see illustrated here. Go to the next screen. But God's grace is greater. He is a restorer. And he gives us a great reset in our life. If you know that's to be, that to be true, give him a praise right now, brothers. Give him a praise. <laughs> this is from our reception, obviously. And by the way, do you see the big smile on her face? Uh, it's because she just got away with smushing me with the cake. And, uh, you know, that, that smile on her face, that, that's Diane. Diane loves to win. That, that's her. And so, uh, so she got me. She's very happy about that. Um, but, um, by the way, uh, we both discovered that Gary Smalley missed the boat on one of his love languages. Uh, food is another love language. And so, um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a side. So if any of you know Gary, just let him know he missed the boat on one of them. Um, so 
But on a more serious note, no matter how much the locusts have come in, brothers, God is indeed a restorer. And go to the next screen, please. And I want you to stand to your feet with me as we get ready to close. And this verse is like a theme verse for my life. And perhaps it's a theme verse for yours too. But I want you to know that God's grace is greater than our ability to mess up. God's grace is greater than our ability to miss the mark. Hallelujah. Are you glad about that this morning, brothers? That's right. And so he makes a promise. I guess it's a little slightly off center. I'm not sure why it is, Brother Matt. There you go. Okay, perfect. By the way, how many of you appreciate the good work that Brother Matt Carpenter does for us? And so let's read it together with a good, strong, masculine voice, brothers. Read it out loud, please. Oh, next screen. <laughs> okay. Do you see those words, brothers? Can you grab onto those words for yourself, for your heart and your life, no matter what locusts may have come in? Some of you may have ruptured relationships, and maybe you're walking fine with the Lord today, but you've got a ruptured relationship from 20 years ago. Perhaps there's a daughter or son of somebody along the way, um, and, and you're a different man in that period than you are today. Um, whatever the, the case may be. Uh, it might be a financial thing. It might be any one of uh, many different things. But God has this wonderful promise for you. And if you have uh, perhaps allowed sin to really dominate your life in some way, and I'm speaking to guys who are watching us on the Internet, um, the good news is that God is a restorer. He is a restorer. And he says... In verse 27, read verse 27 one more time, if you would, brother. God is not only a restorer, but he delivers us from the shame, the shame that we have deserved in many cases. And I'm going to just sing this next song to you. This is something original that the Lord just dropped in my heart and we'll get ready to close with this but I want you to hear it as a promise from God I want you to hear it as a word of encouragement to you I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten away I will restore to you the years that the worms have eaten away. I will restore the years 
give you a brighter day. I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten. I will restore to you the years that the locust has eaten away. I will restore to you the years that the worms have eaten away. I will restore the years. I will dry all of your tears. I will Restore to you the years that the locust has eaten away. Yes, that the locust has eaten away. That the locust has eaten away. All right, as we get ready to transition, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, for all who are under the sound of my voice, both here and uh, over the internet, Lord God, let a new, a fresh vision of your grace, your mercy, your loving kindness, oh God, come into the hearts of the men of God, men who are condemning themselves, perhaps, um, for failure. Let them know you're the God of the one who's failed and that you never fail. And that, your, and that your mercy is greater than their sin. We love you for that today. In Jesus' name. Let's give God one last prayer.